the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are listening to the Advanced Colorado Rundown, Colorado's conservative podcast, providing insight and thought-provoking discussions on Colorado's most critical policy issues. Let's join Michael Fields for today's edition. Welcome back to the Advanced Colorado Rundown. I'm Christy Burton-Brown, and joined today with Rose Puglisi, who is a state representative and the assistant minority leader for the Republicans in the House. Uh, Welcome, Representative Puglisi. Oh, thanks, Christy. I'm so excited to be here with all of you today. We so appreciate you taking uh, time out of your day right before the big special session that's about to hit on Friday. Uh, So thank you for giving us and all of our listeners a preview of what's going to go on in that session. And specifically, I know that you have been a major player in the plan that Republicans have that they're going to be proposing to save, to actually save taxpayers a lot of money. Uh, So I'd love for you to explain to us, what is this plan that you'll be bringing? Well, in our plan, I'm so excited. It really is a very collaborative plan with our local governments, our partners, our stakeholders. Um, We did not develop this plan in a vacuum. And so really proud of the work that we've done. Um, And our plan will save the people of Colorado um, just under $1.4 billion um, in property tax relief. And so, you know, we, we talk a lot about um, the people in our neighborhoods, the single moms who are struggling, the um, people who really just can't afford anymore. Um, they're struggling under the high uh, weight of inflation. Housing costs more, gas costs more, groceries cost more. And they really just want their government to step up and give um, true, clean um, property tax relief. And we should have done it during the regular session. I'm still disappointed that we couldn't get this done then. But um, I'm glad to have this opportunity to at least bring forward the voices of our communities about how important it is for um, real property tax relief for our people. Absolutely. And in saving people that roughly one point one and a half billion dollars, um, I assume that you're not raiding Tabor funds <laughs> and taking away people's taxpayer refunds to do that. Is that accurate? Yes. So the Republicans were actually paying attention on election night. And when the people said, keep your hands off of our Tabor refunds, we listened. Um, we have to trust the voices of the people. Obviously, we were part of those voices who did not want our Tabor refunds touched. And um, we have the money in um, in general fund and in reserves to cover these property tax um, relief plans that we have. And so people shouldn't be having to pay for their property tax relief. That is ridiculous. Um, and we have a plan that um, does not force you to pay for your um, property tax relief with your Tabor refunds. Right, which is clearly what the voters did ask for in a 20-point margin sh- shooting down Proposition HH which did, to your point, say you can have a a very, very tiny property tax cut, but you've got to pay for it yourself. We'll reach into your other pocket to pay for what we're claiming to give you. Thankfully, voters did see through that and said, absolutely not. Leave our Tabor refunds alone. Um, And what I think is interesting is there's a lot of people who 
you know, act like it's such a terrible thing to take any money from the state reserves, but they would love to take refunds, which in effect are the reserves that belong to the people. Like average families, working families need that money. And they'd rather act like the government needs reserves just to keep it there um, and can't use it to help people when I thought the whole goal of government was to actually help and serve people. Um, so I find that to be a very interesting argument. It's like, oh, no, 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 take the people's money, but don't touch the reserves. Yes. And I think you put it very eloquently, um, Christy. Um, this is the people's money. It deserves to be returned to them. And um, government should be giving them the relief that they deserve so that we're not growing government, but that we're actually providing the services. That's why I think the support for local governments is so important because local governments are closest to the people. They're the ones who are providing your law enforcement and your transportation and infrastructure. And so finding that balance between providing um, almost $1.4 billion in relief to um, homeowners and in addition, supporting our local governments who are also providing essential services is really important. And this is just a short-term one-year plan um, because we're out of time. And so we really need to find the long-term and sustainable solution, which I hope is a completely different plan than what we have today. Well, and a couple of things I'd like to pull out a little further in what you just said, the long-term sustainable solution. But first, your focus on local governments over the state government. I, I think that's really important. And as conservatives or people who you know feel independent but want government out of our lives, I think it's very clear that it's more important if one arm of government is going to get money, like going to get that general fund money. It makes a whole lot more sense to me that our police departments, fire departments, the local government that's keeping us safe and actually fixing our roads, um, get that general fund money instead of the state government, which wastes it on so many different agencies and departments that deliver absolutely nothing to people. Um, so I think that is part of the discussion I'm hearing out there right now is uh, should general fund money be used? Um, to help local governments if needed. You would know better than me if that's actually needed. But what is your perspective on the interplay between like money for the state government versus money for local government? No, I agree with you 100%. I mean, the state does not have a revenue problem. They have a prioritization problem. And the state is estimating an additional 1.2 was the last forecast I saw billion dollars in additional funds um, in revenues next year. So to say the state doesn't have the money to, um, to focus on real, true, clean property tax relief is, is false. Um, they have the general fund. They have reserves. They're going to be having, um, this additional money that's going to come in next year because, you know, our economy right now is strong. But, um, and, you know, and I'm a huge proponent of keeping reserves. I think that's, that's responsible. But at this point, um, the government, the state government sitting on uh, money that they will just reappropriate for their priorities, but may not be aligned with what the people want. Um, I think it is important that we give some of that money to local governments. It was promised. It was promised before I was a legislator. And so um, I think for one year, you can't pull a rug out, um, uh, you know, of these local governments who still today can't even figure out what their budgets are yet until our special session concludes. Right. It's just not fair. Um, and it's wrong. And, you know, I'm a county attorney in a small rural county in Southeast Colorado. 
and they're trying to figure out how to make ends meet. So um, not every part of the state has increased as substantially, and even that increase isn't enough to cover some of um, their costs. So we just need to be mindful of these different situations, um, and I do think the state needs to step up. They made an obligation, and again, this is a short-term, not the long-term plan, and um, I think we need to honor that obligation. I think that makes a lot of sense. And actually, your experience, Representative Puglisi, as also a county attorney and former county commissioner, is one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you today, because you have that unique perspective, not only of leading the Republicans in the House, but having seen how this actually works out on the local government level in multiple capacities. And so when we do talk about a long, long-term long sustainable solution, which I'm sure will not be addressed in special session, but probably, hopefully, the regular session, uh, what do you what do you see being needed for cutting and capping property taxes and any, any other piece of a long term solution? I really do want the long term solution to be generated from the local governments. Um, where is that sweet spot between giving um, clean and real property tax relief to our people and also allowing local governments like our small fire districts who are completely 100 percent dependent on property taxes? Um, the money that they need to provide those emergency services to our people. So there, there is a balance. Um, but I think the, so, um, Senator Byron Pelton and I had a task force last session. Um, we've been working on the property tax solution since last August before we were even sworn in. And, um, we thought it was really important to have local governments come to us with the solutions that we can work together to find. Um, of course, that bill never saw the light of day. Nobody needed to have that conversation. The Democrats had all the answers, um, and their answer was Proposition HH, so clearly not the answer. So we are bringing forward back our um, property tax task force, which um, we think is um, a really good balance of local governments. Business community is also involved. Um, so we can come up with those long-term and sustainable solutions. And um and what has been really disappointing, at least in conversations with the Democrats, is that they believe a task force needs to be legislator driven as opposed to local government driven, even though, just to remind everyone, the state gets zero dollars from property tax. Zero. They um, they have other sources of revenue, including income tax that um, builds the state budget. Local governments your school districts, your fire districts, your um, water districts, your county governments, um, your municipalities, they depend on property tax in varying ways. And so to say that the state should be determining how that um, allocation is going to work instead of the people who actually have to build a budget based on property tax to provide essential services, to me, is actually really offensive. Um, and yet, we can't seem to make any headway. I think this special session is going to be really interesting because we do have some great ideas. They have been very um, well vetted and stakeholdered and um, talked to with our partners. And um, and we have been very transparent with the Democrats the whole way. And yet we can't seem to find any solutions. Even when we agree there needs to be a task force, we can't agree on how it should function. And so um, I think that's kind of a preview of what is yet to come in this special session. I think that makes, unfortunately, a lot of sense and very disappointing that even after Prop HH failing by 20 points, where one of the big objections was that local governments weren't given a seat at the table, weren't brought in to negotiate a solution, and were just completely excluded with the state saying, we know better than you, uh, that still there's too many legislators on the other side of the aisle 
who think that's still the answer to come up with a state focused solution instead of a local focused one. Um, so actually, and spe- speaking of them, the people who actually control the legislature right now, what do you, for our listeners, what would you say they can expect to see brought um, by the Democrat leadership or by the governor um, in bills that they want to run to supposedly fix this property tax crisis? I think what you're going to see, um, and, I, and I'm actually very disappointed in this, what I think you're going to see is very small, negligible property tax relief to our citizens who are truly suffering um, and need that relief. Uh, you're going to see that they're going to continue to try to use Tabor refunds um, and the Tabor surplus in order to pay for it. So even though the people soundly rejected using our Tabor refunds, they took that um, as Proposition HH failed because it did not go far enough. And so um, I think that's the proposals you're going to see. There's going to also be a large focus on renters. Um, and while we love renters, because not everybody, you know, can own a home right away um, or want to, to be honest with you. I mean, I was in a position where there was a period of time where my life was moving so quickly. I, I didn't want that um, responsibility of owning a home and prefer to rent. So um, giving people all of those different options. Um, we love renters, but this special session is supposed to be focused on property tax relief. Property tax relief is only paid for by property tax owners. So um, it would be nice if we could focus on that. What I think you're going to see is um, an expansion of some of those um, refunds. We've heard that they want to do flat table refunds for one year, which if you remember was the companion bill um, that if Proposition HH passed, we would have had flat taper refunds for everyone. The problem is, you know, as conservatives, we, we still believe in the system that we currently have in place and making sure that, um, there's some other solutions to keeping money in the pockets of people. Actually, one of our proposals is an income tax reduction to 4%. And so that would help renters, that would help property tax owners, it would help people um, who pay into the system to make sure they're paying less. And then instead of depending on the government to give them back their money and or play political games with their refunds, um, they can keep the money and pay their rent or pay their mortgage and have that extra money in their pockets. Um, That does not seem to be a solution that Democrats would like to entertain this special session, um, but it is in one of our bills. We have a House bill and a Senate bill. They're both exactly the same bill, except the House bill has the income tax reduction. Oh, that's great. And I and I agree with you. I think there's a lot of people who feel like they'd rather just never let government have their hands on that money in the first place, because as you're talking in the special session right now, they're still planning on not listening to the voters and rating Tabor refunds that should be returned. So I think that's a it's a great proposal. Um, what about just a little bit of process on the special session? So it's a short three day session, from what I understand. Is that right, or could it go longer? So it can go longer. There's a start date of Friday, um, but there is no end date. And as okay. I understand it, it can go as long as we make it go. Okay, um, <laughs> as someone in Democratic leadership told me last night. So um, all right. It'll be interesting um, on that side. But I also just I want to note that 
you know, Republicans were united against Proposition HH and we were successful. Um, I believe we will be very united in this special session as well, which I think is really important. And um, we've been talking to Democrats, but this is the Democrats that, you know, the Democrats caused this problem. And, um, you know, we have solutions. We hope they'll take our solutions. But in the end, um, the buck stops with them and the voters are watching. That's absolutely true. I mean, they can pass any piece of legislation they want without a single um, Republican vote. Unfortunately, one one would hope and think that they could take from the defeat of HH that they need to come to the table with better solutions and include more people. But I, I agree with you. I'm not sure that's the message they're actually taking from it. Um, I definitely found it, was, found it disturbing in Governor Polis's press conference announcing the special session that he claimed to have no backup plan and no actual plan to help people with property taxes, um, and that he hoped the legislature would come up with a solution. I'm not sure how that is considered leadership in a state where property taxes are such a crisis. I would I would imagine that he probably also saw the polling numbers on Prop HH and knew, or presumed anyways, that it was going down to defeat. So to not have a backup plan, I think is part of the reason the state is in the crisis it's in right now, because even though there's one party clearly in control, they're they're reacting constantly and not proactively solving um, crises that we know are coming down the pipeline. So definitely, I agree with you that it sounds like you're leading your caucus to come up with real solutions. I guess we'll see if they listen to anything whatsoever. Um, but at least it's modeling real ideas and real problem solving to the people of Colorado, who hopefully will tune into the special session and see um, what's being proposed and who is acting in their best interests. And I think speaking of the people, my last question to you would be um, people who are tuning into the special session and keeping up with it, what should they watch for? Is there anything they can do to get involved and send messages to legislators in real time as they're debating this? What would you recommend? Absolutely. Um, So, and I want to start by saying thank you. So many people throughout Colorado have outreach to me, just thanking me. Um, and wishing me well and giving us um, their thoughts and prayers for this special session. And I just want to say thank you to all of you. Um, so please continue that because there are moments in the legislature where you feel like um, it's just hard to uh, articulate what's really right and um, and contain your frustration. I know sometimes I uh, my face talks a lot more than my mouth does, um, and with my frustration, but, um, but those prayers are very upl- uplifting. So really appreciate that. Um, I hope that people will continue to, um, reach out to us with ideas and their solutions that they'll watch and that they'll hold our legislators accountable. Um, we understand that, you know, Republicans don't represent the whole state. And so if, if your Democrat legislator is taking your Tabor refund and you think that's wrong, you need to let them know. So I think um, getting engaged in this legislative process, we will still have committee meetings so and committee hearings so people can testify and uh, make their voices heard. I encourage you all to do that as well. Um, those voices are important. It does matter. So please do engage to the extent that you feel comfortable. That's excellent. Good advice for everyone. Uh, Thank you so much, Representative Puglisi, Assistant Minority Leader in the House. Thank you for taking time to share with us your preview on the special session and your plans to help solve the property tax crisis in Colorado. Thank you. Thank you.
You have been listening to another episode of the Advanced Colorado Rundown. Join us next time. You've been listening to the Advanced Colorado Rundown, brought to you by Advanced Colorado, the conservative thought leader, driving dialogue and solutions to Colorado's most critical policy issues. Find them at advancecolorado.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.